Welcome to Quick Takes with Kevin, a weekly podcast about leadership, life, and ministry with Kevin Ezo, president of the North American Mission Board. Each week, Kevin will be focusing on how pastors can keep their souls healthy in the midst of the demands and challenges of everyday life. Now, here's your host, Kevin Ezel. Hey, pastors, Kevin Ezel from North American Mission Board, and welcome to Quick Takes with Kevin. And today, with one of my favorite people in all the world, Dr. James Merritt, uh, pastor in Georgia. Brother James, thank you so much for taking time to join us today. Well, Kevin, I appreciate it. If I'm one of your favorite guys, man, you need to get a new list of people, but I appreciate the compliment. Same here, by the way. I feel the same way. Yeah, you're, you're kind. But hey, James, I've been walking pastors through a book called Replenish from Lance Witt. And, uh, and I'd just like to ask you just a few questions because you really are so gifted in this particular area. In chapter 33, it talks about the blessing of voice and the voice of blessing. It's how it's important to speak words of blessing or encouragement. And man, you, you do that everywhere you go. I've played golf with you. We've gone out to eat together. If it's a, a waitress or, a, or, or someone's playing golf with us, I mean, you're just always, you're just, it's not an act. You just naturally encourage and bless people. And I know that has to be a, an overflow of your own personal walk with the Lord. But what else is it that, that helps you be so focused on doing that everywhere you go? Into, uh, because, I mean, you're a person, of, you have a considerable platform, but no matter who you see, you just do that. What makes it that way in James Merritt's life? Well, you know, I'll begin by saying, Kevin, and I really mean this, I, I tell people this all the time, if there's anything good in me at all, it's that Jesus lives in me. If you take Jesus out of me, there's not a lot there. But, you know, the greatest encourager I've ever known in my life is Jesus, and I really mean that. I mean, I've never gotten over the fact that, that God loved me enough to send his son to die for me because if the situation had been reversed, knowing me like I know me, I'm not sure I would have done that. So, you know, Jesus has always been my greatest encourager. I think that's the first thing, Kevin. The second thing I would say is this, Kevin, I've never met a person yet that didn't need encouragement. I don't care who you are. I'm, I'm going to give you a great story. This is a, this is, this, this will be worth the price of the, of the podcast, hopefully. But I got to go up, and I, and I knew Dr. Graham. I'd been with Dr. Graham on a couple of occasions. In fact, when Dr. Moeller was the chairman of the Louisville Crusade, uh, Al invited me up there. I went up there, spent the night, and he invited me to go backstage with Dr. Graham. We spent an hour backstage just before he got up to preach, and, and I'd been with Dr. Graham before. Well, I speak at the Cove almost every year, and uh, the, the night, about uh, seven years before Dr. Graham died, I was going to be at the Cove. So I dropped a note to Franklin and say, hey, Franklin, I'm going to be at the Cove. Could you, is there any way I can go up and see your dad? Because I figured it'd be the last time I'd ever seen him, which it was. Well, it got a nice note back. He said, yeah, I'll, Will's his son who runs it. He said, I'll tell Will and we'll make it happen. So I drive up to, to go, we, Teresa went with me, Jonathan was with me. So we go up there to, to spend, spend an hour with Dr. Graham, one of the greatest hours of my life. So at the very end of the meeting, you know, he's getting feeble at that time and, and had to rest a lot and all. So I just told him a story, which I won't go into now, but I told him a story of how he had impacted a, a member of my church in Mississippi. Guy was on a drunk, guy was, he was on the floor in a, in a two-bit hotel in Bluxton, Mississippi, turns on the, the TV at three o'clock in the morning. There's Dr. Graham. Watching Graham at, in that drunken stupor, Kevin, he gives his life to Christ. He, he, he left his wife. He's going to divorce his wife. He, he got saved on the floor in that drunken stupor. 
took a hot shower, went and got a big mug of coffee, drove back to Laurel, Mississippi in that day, that morning, got his wife, walked in, asked her for forgiveness, came to church that Sunday, walked the aisle, gave his life to Christ. I baptized him that night. God calls him to the ministry. So I'm telling Dr. Graham the story. And I said, Dr. Graham, I know you've heard this from so many people. You don't even know the impact you've had on my ministry and, and the impact you had on millions of lives and that kind of thing. Well, he really didn't respond. We had prayer and we left. Well, that evening, Gigi, his daughter, who is at the Cove, she comes walking. You've been to the Cove. She comes walking into the dining room. And she says, where is James Merritt? Well, I'm on the other side of the, of the cafeteria. And I'm sitting with Teresa. And I looked and I said, hey, Gigi, she said, I need to see you right now. And I thought, dear God, what have I done? So she walked, oh, I walked over, we got over to a corner, sat down, me and her and Teresa. She said, I want to know what you said to my daddy. And boy, I mean, Kevin, I'm wrecking my brain. What in the world did I, you know, say? And I said, well, Gigi, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, then she teared up. She said, my dad has not quit talking about your visit all day long. She said, I don't know what you said to my dad, but she said, my daddy, the biggest struggle daddy has today is, did he ever really make a difference? Did, did he even really make a dent? I said, you got to be kidding me. She said, no. So I told her what I told him. She said, James, I have seen him smile more and walk taller today than I have in a long time. Here's the lesson I learned. Even Billy Graham needs to be encouraged, Kevin. Even Graham needs that. So that's why I do it. Uh, that's a great story. Hey, you know, speaking of encouragement, I think it would be helpful. And part of the, what I like to do in these quick takes is to give guys a glimpse inside of people that they, they've seen and heard, but they don't really know. And, and you're one of those guys, the more I, I've gotten to know you through the years, I mean, it's, it's been many, many years now, uh, the more uh, you respect and love somebody. Others I've gotten to know more and the opposite happens. <laughs> but we'll, that's another podcast for another right. But 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 James, one thing I've always appreciated about you, we, we've driven many a mile together, hours uh, going certain places and had some fun talks. Um, but I, I, I love it when you call your wife and it's just like the first time you, the way you treat her and talk to her. And then also the way you talk to your mother. And, um, and it's, it's always moving to hear you talk to your mother. And the first time, honestly, the first time I heard you talk to both of those, I thought, man, he's, he's putting some pastoral, you know, he's putting on the pastoral show here. I mean, that's pretty good. My gosh, over a decade later, you still do the same exact thing. I mean, every time those two women know you love them, not the words, but the way you say those words. And so would you just share a little bit about uh, the importance of doing that, even in your own life, just two of the most important people in your life. Yeah. You know, mom went to be with the Lord, as a matter of fact, April the 25th, this past uh, April, right. mom went to be with the Lord five years ago. And when my dad died in 1998, I made a promise to mom and myself. And from the day that my dad died in December of 1998 to the day mom went to be with the Lord in April of, of uh, 2015, I called her every morning at 8.30. Now, I'd call her more. I'd call her at night. But every morning at 8.30, Mom knew. In fact, Kevin, another quick story. Uh, I, when I was president of the convention, I you know, traveled the world, as you remember, and going to all the different mission regions. I'm in, I'm, I'm in China, and I'm on the Great Wall of China with my guide, literally. And I happened to look at it. Back then, he had satellite phones. This will tell you how long ago that was. 
Well, I had to look at my watch and it was one minute until 8.30 in the morning, my time in, in the United States. Mom knew I was in China. I called my mother. This is what I always went. You've heard me do it. I called my mom and I said, your baby boy loves his mama. And she would always say, and your mama loves her sweet baby boy. And then when I said that, she said, where are you? I said, I'm on the Great Wall of China. She said, what are you doing calling me? I said, well, it's 8.30 in the morning. Kevin, to this day, if I look at my watch and it's 8.30, there's still something in me that's pick up the phone and call my mom. And, and it's just something that's always been me. And, and, and frankly, Kevin, the older I get, the more I realize how important it is to, to, to not only stop and smell the roses, but to give somebody else a rose to smell. So I, I try to do that every day. I try to say an encouraging word to somebody every day. My three sons, I texted my three sons this morning when I got up, and I hadn't done this in a while. I texted all three of my boys, and I said, I am so grateful that God let me be your dad and nobody else. You do not know how proud I am of you. And, you know, and people love that stuff. And I'll tell you what I've also found, Kevin. When you encourage others, you know who gets encouraged the most? You do. It's amazing. It's more blessed to give than this to receive. Yeah. Well, James, I just want to thank you so much for the example that you have been and the example that you that you are. And God's blessed you in incredible ways, and you've not allowed that to go to your head in such a way to, to change who James Merritt is. You're the same uh, James Merritt, um, although your golf score may have just adjusted a little bit uh, <laughs> one way or the other. But uh, I mean, listen, bro, I, I love you and so grateful for your friendship and just but for the example you are to pastors everywhere. This, James Merritt is the real deal. And that's why I want these guys to see today. Well, I give all that to Jesus, Kevin. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us for Quick Takes with Kevin. Each week, Kevin will visit with pastors and leaders as they talk about the challenges they face and the lessons they've learned in balancing faith, family, and ministry. Thank you for being with us.